0: Of the three persons of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit is the most mysterious. Wouldn't it be nice if there was a clear biblical way to teach on the Holy Spirit? One where people could experience the power of living in the Spirit. Keep listening. Hi, my name is Terence and I'm your host for Reading and Readers, a podcast where I review Christian books for you. Every month, I review Faith Life's free book of the month, And for the month of August, the free book is Empowered, Experience Living in the Power of the Spirit, by Josh and Sean McDowell. This is a bit of a strange book to review because it's not a book to read so much as a book to work through. It's a workbook, a guidebook. It's a book for the small group to learn and share together. If you are looking for a book to read, then you should get The Unshakable Truth, How You Can Experience the 12 Essentials of a Relevant Faith by Josh and Sean McDowell. Yes, that's McDowell of Evidence That Demands a Verdict Fame, the book published 40 years ago that made apologetics accessible for everyone. Let's get back to today's book, Empowered. On the cover, in large print, it says, Sean and Josh McDowell. When you open the book, there is a page titled About the Authors and another page titled About the Writer. I thought authors and writers are synonyms. The confusion is quickly resolved. Uh, The the page says, Authors Josh and Sean McDowell collaborated with their writer to bring you this unshakable truth journey growth guide. The content is based upon scripture and the McDowell's book The unshakable truth, and the writer is Dave Bellis. He is, according to the book, a ministry consultant focusing on ministry planning and product development. He is a writer, producer, and product developer. He and his wife Becky have two grown children and live in and live in northeastern Ohio. End quote. Now, in another book, 77 uh, FAQs about uh, God and the Bible, Josh McDowell describes Bellis as a friend and colleague of 35 years, which would now be 44 years. And uh, Bellis collaborated uh, with uh, Josh and Sean on the questions, researched the answers, wrote the rough draft, and folded all the McDowell's edits and revisions to create the final draft. So, uh, Bellis is... A name unfamiliar to readers, but he is a close friend and collaborator to the McDowell's. Now that we have uh, established the authorship question, like any good commentary, we now move on to the question, how is the book? Now, let me state a disclaimer. I read this 80-page book in less than an hour. That's not a testament to my speed reading. It's because a big chunk of the book is questions and instructions. And since I'm reading this by myself and not in a group, so my review is based on my individual experience. So this review is really me assessing this book for a study group, not for individual readers. This book sits in the middle of a 12 book series, the Unshakable Truth Journey Growth Guides. The first book in the series is titled Created, Experience Your Unique Purpose. Second is Inspired, Experience the Power of God's Word. Then Broken, Experience Victory Over Sin. And for the rest, I'll skip the subtitle, but all the subtitles have the word experience. Um, But from from the titles itself, you can guess the topic We have number 456, Accepted, Sacrificed, Forgiven Number 789, Growing, Resurrected and Empowered Empowered is the book we're reviewing today And 10, 11, 12, Perspective, Community and Restored So those are the 12 books in the Unshakable Truth Journey Growth Guides Now the book has a page describing the series the unshakable the truth journey gets to the core of what being a true follower of Christ means and what knowing Christ is all about. Together, you and your group will begin a journey that will last a lifetime. It is a journey into what you as a follower of Christ are to believe biblically, how you process, process your beliefs into core values, and how you live them out in all your relationships. End quote. The big question is, do you need to read from the first book? Can I just read book 9, the book we're reviewing today, without reading in sequence or reading the rest? Yes, you can. There is minimal link to previous material. There is no build up. But as a guy who likes to read things in sequence, where possible, I would start from book 1. Next question, do you need to read the book, the unshakable truth book that this guide is based on? No. It asks you to read some chapters as homework, but you can ignore that. (laughs) The chapters are self-contained and when needed, it prints the relevant excerpts. And to give credit where credit is due, the guidebook does not seriously try to sell you more stuff. If anything, it wants you to buy a Bible so that you can read it to your small group. Let's now bite into the book itself. This book is guiding Christians on living in the power of the Holy Spirit. The Church's teaching on the Holy Spirit has boomed in the last 100 years. Before, the emphasis was on God the Father and Jesus the Son. Now, Some would credit the Charismatics and Pentecostals for reviving interest in the Holy Spirit. Mm, Maybe. In any case, today, Christians of all stripes are more attentive to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is heard in our songs, prayers, sermons, and small group teachings. Now, what form of teaching will the McDowell's take in this book? Let's find out. There are five sections to this book. The relational, first, the relational meaning of the Trinity. Second, who is the Holy Spirit? Third, the purpose of the Holy Spirit. Fourth, living in the power of the Holy Spirit. And lastly, fifth, reflecting God's light within your community. The book is chock full of questions for your small group to explore. The very first, the very, very first paragraph of the book begins like this. I quote, According to Genesis 2, 24, When a man and woman are joined as husband and wife, the two are united into one. For you who are married or have been married, what does relational oneness mean? In other words, what are some examples of how your oneness is? and maybe even isn't always reflected in your relationship, end quote. So you can see that there are some questions really coming out straight out of the gate. The second paragraph goes like this. How do you think God came out with the idea of creating a man and woman who could experience relational unity and oneness of heart? Where did the original idea come from? Okay, The original idea of um, relational unity and oneness, okay? So the first thing, all right, if we read this book, we notice is that this book has questions. There are many, many questions. The questions range from icebreakers, like what I read just now, to what does the Bible actually say, and uh, to more uh, application type of questions. So there are many questions in the book which would uh, take, uh, which will really take up your time in the, in the small group studies, all right? So people can explore those questions. Now, the third paragraph in the opening page is just one instruction. It says, someone read Genesis 1, verse 26 to 27, (laughs) end quote. And that's the second observation I make from this book. You don't need McDowell's um, Unshakable Truth book, but you do need the Bible at hand. In the first chapter, okay, the first chapter itself, I count eight times the book asks someone to read from the Bible. So we can say that like any good apologist, the emphasis here is to build an understanding from Scripture directly. So there's a lot of read from the Bible, read from the Bible. Next, we come to the content. You might have noticed that this book on the Holy Spirit begins with the Trinity. It asks about the relationship between the Trinitarian God. The relationship of the Holy Spirit with God the Father and Jesus the Son is the basis for asking what does uh, relational oneness mean in marriage. It uh, we by understanding the relationship between the persons of the Trinity, uh, then only we can understand uh, who is the Holy Spirit. And so when it comes to asking us to read Bible passages, okay, so there's one part here that says read the Bible passages, they give you some, uh, John and Mark, that describe Jesus and the Father. Okay, so you have Jesus the Son and God the Father. And then it throws you a very tough question. I think these questions are tough. It asks, does Jesus have authority over the Father or does the Father have authority over the Son? Now let that sink in for a while because you may have an answer but you need to read the passages, okay? Now here are some leading questions that the book provides that hint at the answer he's going towards. Does someone have to be in charge to make a relationship work? Why or why not? Then he asks again, can a a human loving relationship work in which the parties give of themselves freely out of love for one another without interjecting the question of who is over whom? Why or why not? Now these questions are from the book and I can see a small group wrestling to give an answer. And actually the question underlying it is about subordination, about the son's role to the father. And uh, yet, I promise that you don't need a seminarian to to guide you through this book, okay? The book offers answers and a clear doctrinal statement, which is pleasant. Uh, At some point in the chapter, um, the McDowell state, I quote, We believe the truth that there is one God who is eternally coexisting as the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in a perfect relationship of oneness, end quote. And I think this is a wonderful way to start on teaching the Holy Spirit. Sometimes, it seems to me, teaching on the Holy Spirit becomes very functional, a functional analysis of what He does for me, or very moralistic, how He sanctifies me, when it should really begin with who He is, who is the Holy Spirit. The book then continues okay, with a section titled, Truth Encounter. The book describes this uh, section this way, I quote, This section is an invitation for you to stop and carefully reflect on the truth of each session. You'll be asked to encounter a truth of God as you relate personally with Jesus, as you live out the truth of God's word with your small group, or as you relate personally with his people. Please don't rush past these truth encounters. They are designed to equip you in how to experience truth right in the room you're in, end quote. Now, hearing that promise, okay, that you'll be exp- encountering a truth of God and you're relating it personally with, with His people, you might wonder, how does that actually look like? And, uh, well, I can give you an example uh, you can be asked to read a Bible verse okay, in chapter 1 and then to reflect on it with the help of guided questions and exercises. For example, in one of those uh, truth encounters, it says here, I quote, Break into couples and take turns experiencing Philippians 2, chap- uh, chapter 2, verse 4, with each other. Paraphrasing that verse, consider saying something like this to your partner. I don't want to think only about my own affairs. I am interested in you and what you are doing and what you are going through right now. Please share what you are going through, what you are dealing with, good or bad, and I will listen. And I will have the attitude of Jesus and let you know I care about what you are going through. End quote. So Philippians chapter 2, verse 4 is talking about considering others to be more uh, higher or more important than yourselves. So here we can see uh, an example of applying that verse uh, straight into the room that you're in with the people you are with that you personally relate to. All right? So it does um, fulfill its promise. And uh, if you do it, I believe that uh, you can. Uh, it is possible to experience a breakthrough. I can imagine someone saying, Okay. After this session, they can say, this is the first time someone actually listened to what I'm going through. Or someone could say, this is the first time I actually shut up and listened to someone else's life and their journey. So I could imagine it. It's just uh, unfortunate that because I'm reading this book all by myself, I can't say that I have experienced it. I can't have a conversation by myself as much as I would like to. So, uh, But... The truth encounters looks good, right. So if you follow the instructions, uh, you could uh, experience what it means to obey the word, okay? To not just be uh, hearers of the word but doers of the word, okay? So that's something practical you can learn from every session. Another thing about every uh, session or every chapter is that it closes with truth talk, an assignment of the week. The book describes truth talk, okay? It's a section for every chapter. It's described as this way, I quote, The truth talks are designed as conversation starters, ways to engage others in spiritual discussions. They will create opportunities for you to share what you have experienced in this course with others around you. This will help you communicate God's truth with others as you share vulnerably, vulnerably about your own unshakable truth journey. Now, I end quote, and uh, now the key point over here is with others, okay? So engage others, uh, experience this thing, share it with others, God's true with others. The key word is others. And that is the, the point where you don't just keep it within your small group, you bring it out to your family and friends. So for example, okay, example of, uh, of what he wants you to do, let me quote. God made humans in His image. And that image was reflective of the perfect relationship of the three persons of the Godhead, a relationship so infinitely loving that it produced an intimate oneness, a bonding, a togetherness, and a connectedness unparalleled in the universe. This week, take time with a family member or friend to make their concerns and affairs more important than your own. Consider saying something like, and then it gives you a script. Okay? So it gives you a script that you can then use or modify to say to your family or friend because you know sometimes uh, our, our problem is that we don't know how to start. We don't know what words to say. And uh, I, giving a script is actually something that uh, when you call a call center or when you're doing sales or you're doing any sort of uh, 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 acting, for example, they will give you a script to say. Now, you could argue that this makes it very fake and insincere but the other way of thinking about it is it gives you a way of, of getting out of your comfort zone. You may, you may not be so comfortable talking about spiritual things, for example, and the script could help you. It's the same way, you know, when you are as a child, someone would say, repeat after me a prayer. Yeah? And we won't say that that's fake because you can repeat in all sincerity. So the script here, the scripts in this book, I, I find they can be helpful, and anyway, the whole purpose of Truth Talk is that you just talk to others. It's not saying how well you perform in, uh, in uh, reading the script or memorizing the script. It's just saying that bring this thing and don't keep it to yourself and bring it to somebody else. And the next chapter will then tell you, will then ask the question before it, it goes through, before it goes through the, the new material. It will ask you, how did Truth Talk work for you? Um, did it work well? How was it? So that's uh, how it starts for the next session So there is a bit of accountability But it's not heavy They, they don't go into detail they just, say, they just ask, how was it? Okay. So Then the chapter ends with some homework um, It asks you to read uh, the unshakable truth But uh, the guidebook is good for the lazy student Or I should say the busy student You can attend the class without doing the homework uh, but of course it's better if you do. And the chapter ends with uh, closing in prayer. And I want to say again that uh, you don't really need to get the book, but the book can be helpful. That's all <clears throat> that's all uh, uh, that I want to say on this. Now I've given you a very full description of the first session or the first chapter. I won't be doing so for the other four sessions. But I want to point out that one of the big difference between the first chapter and the rest is that the first chapter is unusually long in comparison. If the group were sincerely trying to answer all the questions, it would take more than one hour, nearly two. This, of course, depends on how many people you have in the group, how chatty they are, and how is the facilitator. Uh, Session two to five is not nearly as long. So I would suggest that uh, if you are picking up this book and you want to use it for your sessions, uh, the facilitator might just need to uh, pace the chapter one for a while. Or uh, if you want to keep it to one session, which would be a good idea, maybe get some people to pre-read a bit before they join. But in any case, the facilitator might want to just uh, be prepared for the first session. Next, I want to talk about um, what I think listeners might want to know on a, on a book uh, about the Holy Spirit, uh, where is its position on the spiritual what is its position on the spiritual gifts? Sadly, to me, the Holy Spirit is sometimes synonymous with the spiritual gifts. That's why I'm bringing this subject up. If you're looking for a spiritual gifts inventory description, this is not the book for your group. There is no juicy chapter of discovering your spiritual gifts. Not that I have anything against that, which I will explain later. I just think that uh, Jesus and the apostles speak more of the Holy Spirit in other terms. Like what you say, like this. John chapter 14 verse 25 to 26, we have the Lord Jesus saying, these things I have spoken to you while I am still with you, but the but the helper but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Now, that's John chapter 14, verse 25 to 26. And you see here that the Helper, the Holy Spirit's purpose is to teach and to bring to remembrance all that I have said to you. And John chapter 14 is a, is a passage of the Upper Room Discourse where you have Jesus saying things like, if you love me, you will obey my words. So that would be the tone of the Holy Spirit's role. Another verse, um, Galatians 5.25, where the Apostle Paul says, if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. And I think that is the the idea that is being conveyed through the Bible, which is the Spirit um, guides us in how to live our everyday lives. And not so much on the possibly sensational part of the gifts. And even the gifts, it is the sensational part, the supernatural part that often gets attention, whereas uh, there is actually the not-so-supernatural parts. Um, so what does the guidebook here um, speak on? The, the guidebook is more in keeping with the main message of the Holy Spirit, in my opinion, and less on the periphery which is where I would place the spiritual gifts. Now, I'm not shaming those who want to learn on the spiritual gifts. On the contrary, I assert that the most important chapters on this topic, the topic of the spiritual gifts, is 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14. Cessationist and continuationist, okay, people who say the gifts have ceased and the gifts continue, uh, both uh, camps depend on these three chapters to teach the spiritual gifts. And if you read it properly for yourself, okay, this is what I urge you to do, you will see that central to Paul's teaching on the spiritual gifts is the Trinity, the relational oneness. You don't believe me? Listen to this 1 Corinthians 12, verse 4 to 6. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit, and there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. So you see, when Paul speaks on the spiritual gifts, he brings up the Trinity, the relational oneness first. So that's why I say, if you want to understand about the gifts, you must first learn on the giver. Begin with God, and in knowing who He is, you will see the blessing and gifts as God intends. Now, how good is the book? Okay, Let's look at it as a whole. You have heard it said, the truth of the pudding is in the eating. And that's true of a guidebook like this. If you are going to read this book cover to cover in an hour, just like I did, you can't really say you gain Sure, there are bits and pieces of knowing stuff, and I, and I love to know stuff, but this is really a book to be experienced. I mean, it's in the subtitle. Experience living in the power of the Holy Spirit. So you should experience it by learning together, by doing what it tells you to do, by taking the handy scripts and performing it on the real stage, the world. I know there is a cottage industry of small group study guides for many, many big-name books out there. So what does this book have to offer? The McDowells are trusted apologists, and their study guide here on the Holy Spirit rests firmly on the Bible, meaning you are in safe hands here. And um, another good thing about this particular book is that uh, study uh, study leaders sometimes have to hunt for the next book to study and that can be a bit of a chore and a bit of uh, anxiety. You're not sure which book, which trusted book, what, should, what links and so on. So um, the study leader can spend quite a bit of time, which he need not if he actually use this book because while there are many book-based study guides, I don't think there are as many series-based study guides. The Unshakable Truth Journey contains 12 books. With 5 sessions each, you are looking at 60 sessions. So, for the busy small group leader, you are possibly looking at a year's worth of small group studies, all neatly scheduled for you. How does that sound? (laughs) Honestly, to do this uh, review justice, I should read the 500-page book on which this series of guides is based on. I'm more comfortable telling you whether a book, I mean a reading book, is good or not than whether a study guide is good or not. The enjoyment or profit from a book is very much dependent on the author's way with words. Okay, If I read the 500-page, I can tell you whether it's a good book to read or not. In contrast... Mm. The enjoyment of a small group guide is more dependent on how the small group discussion went. There is only so much that a book of questions and instructions can do if people don't want to answer the questions or follow the instructions. I mean, if you take this book and you bring it to your uh, study guide and if people are not willing to, you know... uh, uh, go along with the facilitator when the facilitator asks the questions or to do the truth talk where you actually bring it out. That is the challenge and that is the excitement and the excitement when you go into the next week's session and telling people that, oh, I tried this and it was scary, it worked, it didn't work. So that is actually where the excitement comes from from this uh, book or this series. If you're not willing to do it, if uh, everybody is either too busy or too, I don't know how to describe. They are just uh, too cynical. Is that a word? To to de- good word to describe. Then this book will not work, and I would say no book would ever work. <laughs> um, and that's the point of this book. All right. So the point of this book is to experience. All twelve uh, books in the series uh, has a subtitle of experience. And the apologists, the McDowell's, they want us to see that the Bible is not just uh, a cognitive and apologetic, a doctrinal thing that you defend and fight and debate and where the evidence demands a verdict and you agree with the verdict, but you don't actually follow through with the verdict, meaning that Christ is Lord, Jesus is our Savior. That does mean something. It's not just a... Profession of faith It is actually a way of life We actually follow the Christ So that is what the book intends And uh, I think uh, It does achieve Its purpose only If the people follow it Okay, This is after all A guide book Mm. So this is a reading And readers review of Empowered Experience living in the power Of the Holy Spirit by Josh And Sean McDowell Before you go, I have one question and one instruction for you. The question is, do you enjoy the Reading and Readers episodes so far? You might be interested to know that the most downloaded episode so far is my side-by-side review of Fault Lines, Synical Theories and Ministers of Reconciliation. And the next uh, most downloaded is uh, my review of Piper's 700-page Providence. So check them out if you haven't done so. And my one instruction to you is this. If you like the show, share it with a friend. The reader or would-be reader will thank you for it. All right, Tell it to somebody else. Until next time, my name is Terrence. Keep on reading. Thank you.